Welcome to the new season of the Live Your Spa Life Show. The Spa and Spa Life stands for Seek Power Always, that divine power within you to do what you're here to do. The theme for this season is Freedom Fighter. Amazing people like you share ways to ensure your freedom physically, financially, spiritually, and in your relationships to create a world-class life. In these times of uncertainty, it's time for you to move past the distractions and start trusting yourself more through your God-given knowingness. No one truly knows better what's best for you than you. In this season, you'll have plenty of examples of people choosing their best life and giving a voice of freedom to those who are also looking to have their best life. Thank you for sharing your precious time with us and being part of the Live Your Spa Life conversation. With us today is Lauren Abrams, who started the uplifting podcast, 52 Weeks of Hope. She gets to remind you that it's never too late to live your purpose, to do what lights you up, and to create extraordinary things. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Diane. I'm so happy to be here. You know, Lauren, you had such a a great journey, you know, getting to your podcast, starting your podcast. I would love for you to share that backstory. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Thanks. Um... Well, I was working. I was I was a single mom, and I, and working. I started a law practice, which is a whole story in itself. I don't know if you want to go into that. It gets kind of, but I'm a rags to riches kind of story. I put myself through um, kind of a, a, a tough beginnings, and was able to put myself through college and and law school, and got a master's degree, and all of that. Got married, got divorced, had kids. And always grateful for where I'm at. Always, always grateful because like I couldn't believe my life and and where I was and and here I was with my thriving law practice and doing the whole deal. Um, and then you never know what's going on with somebody on the inside. I mean, everything could look good on the outside, but you don't know. And I went through a very tough time. I call it my dark night of the soul, and I got through it. We all get through it. Nobody goes through life unscathed. I, I've listened to you know what brought about your podcast and everything. We all go through it. Um, and the only way through is through. And when I got through this one, though, I was kind of like, what the hell was that? And um, it just really surprised me. Um, like I said, I, I do gratitude lists every day. I exchange it with my friends. We've been doing it for more than a decade now. And, um, and I thought, why are we here? I went through my own like existential crisis or whatever, like why, what is life about kind of a thing. And I thought, I'm going to go and ask a person a week, an older demographic, like what have you gleaned from living life? And they say nobody on their deathbed ever wished they made more money or worked harder. So what you've lived a long time, what have you learned? Tell me. I'm not a DIYer or anything like that, but I just thought this is as close to a project as I'm going to do. And I started doing that. I just started asking one person a week, interviewing them and just saying, asking like for me, fill my soul. And they would divulge the most personal information to me. I'm not a shrink or anything, but they would really tell me like these incredible, just rich, meaningful um, stories. And and I would go home and I would email my best friend or I'd write it up just for me and my verbiage, kind of funny, not making fun of them funny, but funny. And after about 
two and a half, three months, I was like, this is so rich. It's so good. I'm going to write one of those books. You know, the books where you open it up, you know, you just open it and you're like, that's just what I needed to hear. You close <laughs> it and you open it again. And you're like, no, that's what I needed to hear. And I'll call it 52 weeks of hope. And then COVID hit and we, I pivoted because that's what we do in life. We pivot. And I started podcasting and I just love it. And then I, could interview people from everywhere. And I started interviewing leaders and change agents and healers. And now at this point, I feel like half the time it's for me still. (laughs) I've learned so much. And after the 52nd week, because I ask everybody, what's your, what do you have a message of hope? And um, after the 52nd week of the podcast, I, um, I compiled the 52 messages of hope into 10 overarching messages. And I called it the meaning of life. And I did 10 overarching meanings of life. And I know it sounds like hubris, but it doesn't come off that way. I don't think nobody said, who are you? But, um, you know, it's just kind of 10 overarching messages. And I know you did your 200th. So, um, you know, congratulations on that. And uh, so, yeah, that's how that came about. So I love, you know, I love to hear and gleaning out the wisdom of people in their life. And, you know, you're right. We all, we don't escape with, without our, our incidents. And I always look at, you know, we've heard about things happening for you instead of to you. And I'd love for you to like, you know, what are some of those things, whether you want to share the 10 or there's like a a top couple ones of like, you know, what are some of like the themes or through lines where you're like, you know what, I'm hearing this thing over and over again. Are Are you seeing any themes in that? Oh, absolutely. And none of them are like shocks. Nobody's going to be surprised. Um, one thing, and this comes across to me from interviewing so many different people is no matter what modality of healing you're called to, they all work. Like they all work. I don't care if it's yoga or breath work or EFT tapping or you know, whatever it is you're called to in the moment when you're feeling like I need this for me, you're just getting that sense. And, and I've heard you talk about it on your podcast. Um, trust your intuition. If you're being called for something that your body needs something or your soul, then that's what you need because they all work and they all seem to be very old modalities. I've learned about moon cycles and this and that. That's one. Another and the top. The top two, uh, the top one is community. We are not meant to live in isolation. Um, we need, I, the, one of the first things that I was told, you young people need to put down your phones. <laughs> they, they were always telling me, we, are, we, we need, and, and I love the way isolators, the solution that isolators come up with is isolation. More isolation like just leave me alone you know like the, it's it's hard and um so we are meant to be in community and no matter what you're interested in you don't have to invent the wheel there go google it um there is somebody else who's done it find them and and he when he went from being a Hollywood exec to doing a lot of soul searching, he took that leap for what it is that he knows he's called here to do. It took him a while, but for the last decade, he's been doing life coaching and helping people um, to do that leap. But he started a running club, just a running club. You don't have to... Anybody wants to run. Um, and so that's because he needed a community. So it doesn't take a lot to create community. It could be something that simple. Lauren, I completely agree with you about the importance of community. I think especially over the last two years where people have been feeling isolated, I actually have a t-shirt that says social closeness because I really do believe people need to come together. And whether that's one person or it's your whole block, we definitely need to uh, you know, go back to those foundations of, of being able to do that. And I know that, you know, 
people experience fear. There's just a lot of different fear that's happening in the world. You know, what are some of the things that you do to get past fear and to, um, you know, just to deal with some of the daily challenges? Yeah, that's a great question. And I love your t-shirt that that's, I have, that's original. I love that. Um, fear is a big one. I mean, false evidence appearing real fear. And, uh, you know, I, I talked, I interviewed my first really young person who said, you just plow through. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) there you go. There's a, and I love millennials. I am somebody that loves them. I think they are fabulous. I will hire them any day, but, um, that is a definite millennial answer. (laughs) I think it's really important that we feel the fear, that we name it, we feel where it is in our body. And um, I've learned to just close my eyes, feel where it is, because it's not real. It's not real. It's There's nothing about it that's real. It's not happening now. If you do a gratitude list and you do a list of everything that you're afraid of, and then you look at the two lists, everything that we're grateful for is happening right now. All of our fears aren't real. None of those are happening. They're not like, where are my feet right now? So like... They're, they're, they're just not happening. And, um, but everything we're grateful for is, and that raises our vibration. And, uh, so feel the fear, fear, feel where it is in the body. It's usually in my stomach, all knotted up. And then it can actually go through your body. You can feel it and leave your body. Then you create new neuro pathways, which is very cool. And then walk through it. You don't have to walk through it alone. Tell a friend, hey, this is what I'm doing. Get your friends to cheer you on with that. No, not somebody that Brene Brown's got a whole thing like you want the ones that like keep your candles lit on your cake, not the ones that blow it out. Um, and you know, that keep that light you up and say, Yeah, you've got this. And then you walk through the fear. And uh, have the friends like visualize them walking ahead of you or, or whoever, whatever it is that you have and, and walk through it. It's just like imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is totally fake. And um, I've, I've written articles about it and studies and it's usually high achieving women who feel it. I mean, you know, Michelle Obama, um, Maya Angelou used to write about it. Um, and Cheryl, Meryl Streep, every role she got, she'd say, uh oh, the gig's gonna be up. They're gonna find out I can't act. You know, I mean, like, it's not real. Right. Well, I think that's such an, an important thing and inspiring, actually, for people to listen to. And I, I love the acronym of fear. And one of the other ones is feel everything and rise, right? Like, look at what are the ways that we can look at things from a, a different perspective. And I, I think it's just helpful to have people start thinking that everyone feels as an imposter in some way. I remember when I worked undercover, like there's like, well, who am I to do this work? And, you know, just all of those different things. And when we walk through it and, you know, we move past that fear and and move past those feelings of being an imposter, that's where we can really step into being our best self and really being able to look at that. And I know you talk a lot about being your best self. How do you go about doing that? And how do you live that? Um, that's a good question. One other thing I will say about imposter syndrome, I can remember being an attorney and being in court and thinking, look at all these people. They think I'm a lawyer. I am a lawyer. I was a lawyer, you know, and I like, I'd been practicing for years and I put myself through good schools and everything. And, you know, I was like being a mom and thinking, look at me adulting and these kids calling me mom, like I'm playing and being, you know, all of it. It's just none of it's real. Anyway, um, what I do, I do affirmations 
And uh, and I'm a big believer. I've been doing them. I, I at first I felt like it's SNL skit, but they work. I, I'm a big believer in them. I don't I don't care. And I do them out loud in the mirror, not looking at my hair or anything like that in my eyeballs, saying I am a worthy person. You know, whatever I need, and I recommend. And I'm very conscious of my language and my self talk. Very very conscious. No negative self talk. I. Um, I do gratitude lists, which raise my vibration. I'm a big believer in that. And I am a big believer in acting as if I act as if I have confidence that I look great. I, when I put lotion on, I say, I love my arm, you know, instead of guys, you know, when they look at their good parts, they don't look at the big belly or whatever. They think they look great. Women, we like, we're like, oh, my stomach isn't flat or whatever it is. So I just, you know, I just, love myself in a way because my inner light is what's going to shine. And I am very aware of that. It's not, I turned 60 and there's such freedom in turning 60. I could care less who knows how old I am. I I mean, it is just, I'm healthy as can be. And I'm grateful for that. Um, I, you know, I outlived my mom years ago. So um, if you survive cancer in my family, I, you live a long time. My father works five days a week. He's 90. Um, and I mean, he volunteers at a hospital. So it's like, who cares? You know, I just <laughs> know that like, I feel like I am the ambassador of hope. Like I get to make people feel better because, and it starts from me on my insides. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, no, I love that. What play, what uh, part does faith pay for you? Um, well, it's big. I mean, I believe my that however where I you know, the word God used to turn me off so much. And I just it's a it's three letters, it's one syllable. I could say higher power, I could say energy, I mean whatever however you want to believe, but my kids used to roll their eyes about energy. I go, you're going to learn about it in <laughs> at school. You can believe in it or not, but I mean, it's something, it, it's what I go to sleep with. It's what I wake up with. I, I, yeah. I'm a big believer in spirituality and, and have a sense of, you know, of consciousness very much. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, particularly over the last couple of years, I think people have really, uh, you know, and I think to be able to separate like religion from spirituality and just, you know, believing that, that God has your back, right? If you don't have faith moving through some of the things that are happening right now, I think that, uh, there's definitely been a turn of, of people, uh, being believers and, and knowing that, uh, again, it goes back to that. We're not here alone. We're meant to have community. We're meant to have, um, that we're here for something bigger and better. So I think it's important, um, to be able to have that. And you mentioned about the eye rolling and you have uh, two uh, teenagers, right? And so how how is that come into play in terms of their experience of life and you being able to have some perspective and and just giving them hope as well? Um, I remember the teenage years, my, my daughters are adults now and have grandchildren, uh, but those can be some of the most challenging years. So uh, how are you moving through the adulting with that? Uh, well, they're both in college now. One's graduating and uh, next month, and I have one who's a freshman. And um, their dad passed away uh, last semester, their first semester, my son's first semester of college. So that was tough for them, of course, obviously. Um, but um, 
you know, they're, they're age appropriate. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'll put it that way. My daughter and I are going to take a trip. She wants to do a week before she's got a job already. She's going to start working in Chicago. So that's great. Um, And, you know, I just, they, at one point, hopefully some of this will, it used to rub off on them and then they became teenagers and, you know, right now they don't believe in God and, you know, that, it's fine. They, they have their own path. They have their own. And I certainly didn't either at their age. So it, it's all good. I believe that, you know, whatever leap you want to take, the universe rises up to meet you. Like it's an amazing thing. When I wanted to start a podcast, I didn't know about podcasting, but suddenly everything just appears. That's God to me. I I was taught, uh, you know, when those things happen, that's God's way of remaining anonymous. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's just kind of fun. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun to watch how everything just appears and happens. And when it happens easily, you know, you're on the right path when you've got all these obstacles and that's when you have to pivot and, and life's about making up, doing a pivot. That's fine. Um, you know, I mean, I love the way my daughter kept wanting this one kind of job and she pivoted a little and then she got a job. Like you just, she cannot, maybe she doesn't see God in that. I can call it that. She can call it whatever she wants. Or, and she said she wanted to do a trip with me. I said, let's manifest it. I use the language. She doesn't have to believe. (laughs) She goes, okay. Right. So. Well, and I think that that becomes part of, of our guiding of, of our children and the people who are, you know, whether it's our clients or the people who we're meant to be with is we we be that, right? And how we are and in our actions and, and it allows people to see things in a different perspective. And even with us both doing podcasts, you know, it just that positive message. I mean, no matter what's going on to be able to know that there's a better way, there's an easier way, there's, there's you know, even if it doesn't feel easy, you can get on the other side of that. Um, and I know you talk a lot about uh, that you don't do a lot of comparison uh, or comparing except looking at where you've been. So oh, yeah. talk, talk a little bit about that. The, the only comparison I allow myself is comparing me to where I've come from. Mm. I don't compare me to, to even, okay, we'll go pocket. I don't have 200 episodes yet. I'm on 80 something. I, I, I could, I don't compare anything of me except for where I've come from. And because I was taught, if I compare me to you, I'll always fall short. And so the only comparison, and that way I know I can get through anything too. That's the other thing. You know, you can get through anything because you think, oh, I got through that. Um, so I know I can get through this. And that's another thing. I have interviewed people, people, you can get through anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the atrocities that people get through, um, are unbelievable. When people hear my story, um, I, I've been on the streets, I've been this, that you were a police officer. I've interviewed police officers. I, I mean, I worked at the DA for a little, I mean, people, it, it's, people can get through anything. And, um, it, we're a resilient species. That's for sure. And, that's, it, it seems like you have more good or happy, not good, good is a judgment, but we have more of the things that bring us light than dark at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Once we get there, when I, from interviewing elders, like there is more light than dark. So you just keep going and you get to the light again. We just do. Right. Um, 
And and that's the message, by the way, is keep going. Borrow somebody else's light. Borrow Diane's, borrow mine, borrow our light if you're not feeling it right now, because there's always going to be light again. Right. Definitely. So we are absolutely here for our individual assignments. And by doing that and showing our uniqueness, we're actually able to uh, help people get through things that are challenging for them, but no one can be us, which is why we don't want to have that comparison. We actually want to be that light and to show up in and of that way. And there's different things that actually fill us up that allow us to um, build that energy and and build that faith and be able to walk that path. And a fun thing that I like to ask my guests, as you may know, is that um, we live life differently in our bedroom versus our kitchen or our office. So what's your favorite room in your home and why? Oh, um, definitely my bedroom. Uh, it just, it's reflects me. It's us. It's all love. It's pure love. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so good. Well, I know that, uh, our listeners are going to want to stay in contact with you. How can they do that? The easiest way is 52 weeksofhope.com. Uh, the number 52 weeks of hope. It's easy. All the episodes are there. Everything, everything's there. Yeah. Got it. Well, and as you know, our theme for this season is freedom fighters, people who are creating freedom in all different kinds of way. How are you being a freedom fighter in the world today? Um, I help people experience hope in their lives on a daily basis and the freedom from within, freedom of bondage of self. Um, yeah. I love that. So great. Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time here today and sharing your wisdom. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. You got it. And to our listeners, thank you so much for being here with us. And until we connect again, live your spa life. Bye for now. Bye-bye.